0: Hello and welcome everyone. My name is Matt and this is Journey to Freedom podcast. This show is all about traveling, financial freedom, success stories, and so much more. In this podcast, I talk with a diverse community of people about their stories from around the world and my own life experiences with traveling and finance. Join me to my weekly series to learn more. Happy Friday and welcome back to Journey to Freedom podcast. We are continuing the conversation with Amanda Suvondo, who was a guest on last week's episode called Let's Travel to Sydney, Australia. In that episode in particular, Amanda covered everything from the best places to visit, cost of living in the city and the suburbs, local culture, personal recommendations, and so much more. So if you haven't checked it out, head out to your podcast platform and look for Journey to Freedom. And today, I'm excited to dive a little bit deeper into Amanda's life story and her journey with music. As previously mentioned, Amanda was born in Yogyakarta, Indonesia, and currently lives in Sydney, Australia. Amanda started learning how to play piano at the age of five and quickly realized that music is her life passion. Back in 2015, she has received Bachelor's Degree of Music Performance at Sydney Conservatorium of Music. As of right now, she's a proud owner and founder at Academia Music Academy, as well as the founder and managing director at Amanda Grace Creative. So let's get back to this week's conversation with Amanda and listen to her journey. Amanda, it's great to having you back here. Thanks a lot.
1: Hi. Yeah, it's great.
0: Woo-hoo. <laughs> awesome. Amanda, so one more time, I want to thank you for being on the podcast last week, uh, talking about Sydney and all the ins and outs it was really, really great. Um, all the information you can find on my Patreon, especially all your recommendation, all the best coffee shops and day trips and stuff that we definitely covered. But um, this week, I want to dive a little bit deeper about, um, you know, your journey and music, because that is really, really impressive and something that um, I'm really inspired by, it, to be honest. I love jazz. I love music. But I don't think I have a lot of friends who, you know, are so passionate about it and they uh, they actually received, you know, a degree and uh, do this on a daily basis. So um, can you share with us a little bit about your beginnings of, of uh, music? How did everything start? And, you know, um, just share your information if you can.
1: Yes, thank you, Matt. Um, so basically... I started when I was five and then I started I think I remember I was learning like you know children's songs on a keyboard um, and I really like my first teacher because he was a really good drawer so every time we learned something he would draw something as well and then like I was like oh I want to learn this song because it's very cool Um, so yeah I started with that and playing keyboard and then I um, started playing piano, um, classical piano after that when I was in primary school. And then um, I stopped playing classical music when I was in high school. And then I just focused on playing music at church. So I did a lot of um, pop music, you know, more contemporary church music, um, which is kind of similar with like pop music like these days. Um, I developed a lot of things with my ears, a lot of songs with my ears. Um, I think I'm really good at like doing that um like being able to listen to something and try to um you know play back um that's my strength um so yeah and then I moved to Sydney in 2010 actually before that I wasn't even thinking of being a musician because uh, at the same time I was actually into like dancing as well and then, like, I was deciding whether I want to do uh, music or dance. And then, like, talking to my dad. And then, like, my dad was saying, just do music. It's actually, you know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great for you because um, music, it's like for everyone. Well, not saying yeah. that dance is not for everyone, but at that time. Um, and then we finally decided okay let's do music i want to pursue my music and then i went to australia uh, moved to um, sydney and then one year my first year in in college i was like listening to this jazz um trio um, um her name is judy bailey and she was playing with her trio because Back then in Indonesia, all I know about jazz was like loud music, electric guitar, very hard. I can't handle, you know, it's just yeah. I it's impossible for me to learn that. But when I listened to Judy Bailey trail, um, my heart melted because like the music that she was playing was like so beautiful really nice touch of harmony, Um, a lot of Ella Fitzgerald, Frank Sinatra, Duke Ellington, and then that's the kind of music that I want to play. And then soon after that, um, another year of uh, me learning went to a lot of courses learning jazz the basic jazz seventh chord ninth chords what is that you know it's so hard um, then I was just you know um, equip myself like getting a lot of inspirations but learning music 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 jazz jazz mm-hmm. and then I got accepted at Sydney Conservatory of Music um, it's very hard to get in um, you have to have like like auditions. But I'm very grateful that I got the opportunity to study there. And Judy Bailey was my teacher for two years.
0: Wow, look at that. Wow, that's a great story. I love that. Yeah. Was So yeah. would you say that, that Judy was actually someone that started your your journey was where you you know where you was that where the passion pretty much came from
1: um i actually um well judy judy bailey was my inspiration for sure however i would also say that like a couple of my friends and my teachers uh my first jazz or like piano teacher in sydney her name is charman ford she is actually another musician another jazz pianist um, from new zealand originally but she is in sydney now she is like she changed everything as well for my life because she is very, she's very kind. She's very like, very patient about teaching me who has no idea about jazz. And she's kind of like one of my, you know, um inspirations as well as well as a friend of mine her name is francesca prihasti she actually lives in new york now she used to study in sydney conservatorium as well she's the one who's like just audition you know do this you can do it come on and then i'm like okay i'll do it and then now i'm really grateful that she actually pushed me further
0: Exactly, exactly. With what you've accomplished over the past few years from um, what I read, it's just simply amazing. I just want to know, go back a little bit to your childhood and your beginnings as well with music. Um, I just want to know a little bit more, If are you actually self-taught or did you take individual lessons? Because I know that is something that a lot of people uh, think of, right? It depends whether they, some people honestly learn everything from YouTube. Some other people sit down and have their own um, own person that's going to teach them.
1: Well, basically, when I started learning in maybe 1996, <laughs> there is no YouTube obviously. right, right? Yes. Um, however, yes, everything like I, I actually learned from my, my teacher, that teacher that I talk about, and like everything was like off the book, obviously. I think uh, for me personally right now, I think it's really good to learn the basic, especially like learning scales, learning, exercises you know it's just to make your fingers stronger because otherwise you're not going to be able to play fast faster speed Mm -hmm. um so i think it's really good that i had that um that you know that beginning that foundation my dad and my mom kept on saying me practice 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 you know and it's um back then i was like i don't want to practice you know but now like i'm really grateful that they kept on saying that you know so um, if you're learning music and your parents tell you to practice, practice because it's really You
0: practice, <laughs> exactly, yeah. And yeah. that's something, I don't know if you know, actually, I used to play saxophone for just a little bit. It was oh. just only about a few weeks or so. I was out saxophone, but the biggest problem was the practice, the, the one, the thing that we're talking about right now. I was just being so lazy and I really thought I'm going to pick up my saxophone and start playing like Candy Dalfer, you know, I'm just going to like play take five or whatever. I'm just yes. going to be like this, which is within a few days or months. So for me personally, it was just a lot of practice and I was just bored, to be honest. Yeah. So I kind of regret right now just leaving that and not uh, having it under my belt, I would say, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad you were able to to do that. And look where you are right now. You've been doing it for your pretty much whole life, right?
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Pretty much, yeah. which, is, which is great. And then you also went on some tours recently, obviously with the current pandemic, things are a little bit tough. Um, but I know you went on some music tours uh you know around around the world pretty much can you share with us where did you go and and how did that start how do you even go on a tour yes
1: yeah, so um back then um i actually did a few tours uh, with different bands um i wasn't really doing my own stuff or music but i did actually um tour with like some bands with my church um my church band back then we went to palawan in um uh Manila. So where's that? Philippines. Philippines. The Philippines, yes. So um, in 2013 or something or 16, I don't remember. But yeah, we went there. And then um, I did actually a musical as well, um, playing for a musical in Brisbane. That's Brisbane in 2014. Yeah. Yes. And um I did a few, um, few of my stuff, my my own music in Motion Blue Jakarta in 2016. Um and play actually in North Hollywood when I was in um America. Actually I, I played with my friend um who's a singer, played in North Hollywood in 2017 as well. And then um played with Oh, actually, I got the honor to play for the Indonesian president, um, Joko Widodo. Yeah, that was yeah when when he came to Australia to to Sydney. I actually played the piano. Um, actually, there was a video on YouTube when he was there in Sydney. So, so yeah, it was an honor. Um, and then recently, I just did like my tour, um, of my album, um. I did my album launches in Johnson Street Jazz, as well as um, SEMA, um in their winter jazz festival in Mary's Underground. And recently we were supposed to go to Canberra for like the, the launch, but it got canceled because of the lockdown, unfortunately
0: yeah of course, wow. it sounds like ah it took like a busy few years. I would say you had a lot of different tours around the world, which is really exciting. What about uh, Europe? Have you ever had a chance to to play in Europe?
1: Yes, actually, when I went to the Netherlands um a few years back, I actually met a few musicians. I went to like jam sessions and we actually played a couple of gigs um. I don't remember the name. It's very hard to pronounce. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Yes, but it was in Amsterdam and there, they had a little um, upright piano. And my friend, mm-hmm. who's a saxophone player, uh, we're still in touch, actually. Um, and yeah, we were playing and just jamming. And yeah, but it's just the Netherlands. Maybe one day we go to different.
0: Maybe one day to Poland. Maybe. Yes. Exactly. Definitely.
1: I'm, I'm waiting for your invite.
0: <laughs> yes. This is an official invite. Everyone can hear it. <laughs> this Thank is an invite, so you can come to Poland and you can you can play.
1: Yep, definitely.
0: So, what about you know, the practicing? Because since you, you this is pretty much your, your full time job, this is something that you do on a daily basis. You know, I'm not a musician, so I I can only imagine that there of course there's a lot of hours that you have to put in into into it every single day. What would you say? Like, how many hours a week, approximately, do you actually practice? Um,
1: Yeah, so basically, when I started learning music um, in Sydney, I pretty much played music every time I didn't do anything. Like, if I didn't have anything else to do, I would play music. But then when I started studying at the Conservatorium of Music, I came to school at 7 a.m., and then school shut at 10 p.m. So pretty much if I had, like, classes for, like, four hours or six hours, I would go to class, but, you know... Beside that, like beside eating lunch and dinner, I probably practice. So I would say like around seven hours practicing every day. Um yeah, when I was studying, um probably now it's like not as as much because you know other things as well, you know, that I need to do. Um but I still, you know, if I have gigs coming up, I would have like a few, two or three hours. Um, to practice, to actually brush up my skill and make sure when I go to gigs, like I can prepared and like being able to play. Sometimes like when I um, teach my student, I always say to them, um, like, yeah, you need to practice. And my student would say like, oh, you're so good though. I'm like, well, I practice seven hours every day. And they're like, oh, okay. You know, so you <laughs> actually need to practice.
0: <laughs> you do, you do, you do. Wow. Okay. what about um, because, you know, when you're a musician, um, I'm sure there are just plenty of of challenges. It's definitely not an easy, uh, easy thing to do, especially if you want to sustain yourself and you want to live off of that. Right. Um, Obviously, playing gigs here and there, you get some extra money, but it's not really enough, obviously, to sustain your life. What would you say are like some of the biggest challenges for for musicians nowadays?
1: I think like I have like a few points. Or like um challenges the first one i would say um not having the certainty sometimes because not many musicians have like full a full time job you know um the full time job will go to someone who goes and play for a musical you know for example and also orchestra for example um like tour like a touring band or something but not everyone has that opportunity because how many people are there in an orchestra and they're only probably just have one piano player, you know, while you're having like maybe 20 strings, it's different. So it's different challenges in each instrument as well. Um, So I guess uh, we have to do um, a lot of side hustle um, in terms of that. So um, we we still, some of us still teach as well to, to sustain ourselves. And also the second one, I was saying that because musicians, we are, we are an artist. So it's certainly that we have our own creation, but sometimes we also need to balance whether the music is our creation, our own creation or our own design, or whether we want to please our audience, you know. So being able to have that both, Um, like I still want to play what I like, but also I would like to play for people because like it's music something that people listen to so I kind of like think um to find that balance for those two like being able to play um your art as well as you know placing your audience is also a challenge for us and the last one that I would think probably like a fear of not being able to make it out there um something Especially young musicians, when they started learning music, they are like, oh, I don't know, will I be able to do it? Will I be able to do it? Because a lot of people have that fear, but I believe that if we um, keep on doing it, if we, be, if we are being persevered, um, we're able to actually do it and we're, we're able to make it possible.
0: Yeah, I think it's all about consistency and about uh, making that first step. And whether we're talking about you know podcasts or moving out or 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 music or just pretty much anything, a lot of people are just afraid to uh, take that leap, just have that extra uh, extra step, I guess, and go out of their comfort zone and do it. Because obviously, yes, there are a lot of musicians out there, but you gotta you gotta try it. I mean, you have to start from somewhere, obviously, and. And and this is this is exactly what happened with you, right? I mean, you've been playing your whole life, and and then as of right now, you accomplished so much. You've just recently, re, uh, you know, recorded your album that I really want to talk about in just a second, and uh, and yeah, it's it's really good to just encourage people and let them know that it is all about practice. It definitely takes time, so it's not something that happened that's going to happen within the day for sure. All right, and what about... So let's talk a little bit more about your album because you have recently, um, you know, you have recently recorded. So first of all, congratulations on that. Uh, I really love it. love the arts behind it. i will definitely going to put a picture and more information on my Patreon account so people can see it. Uh, I want to talk more about that, ex- actually. Uh, when did you record it? How did it happen? And and uh, where did the, the album cover came from as well?
1: Sure. So basically... Um, with my album, um, I actually been writing songs, you know, a few years back, and then I actually did some thinking about, like, actually recording it, especially during pandemic last year, um, that a lot of gigs got cancelled, and then I was thinking in my head, all right, I'll just, I just want to do it, you know, I just want to do it, get it done, and then move on to different different objects, uh, different, um, different parts. Um, so I can write and I can do more things. I can write more music. And then, yeah, so that happens. We actually, um, did four or five rehearsals beforehand. So we come actually, when we did the recording, we came prepared. Um, I actually chose my musicians, um, Tim and Mo. Um, Tim is my drummer. Mo is my bass player. We actually play together. Um, we're kind of good friends as well. So it made it easier for us to communicate and to play together as a trio. So we did that together. Um, they're very supportive. And we, we recorded at Free Energy Device with Richie. Um, he's very nice as well. The studio is very good. Um, and kind of like um, when we got there, kind of like, different feeling of like playing live because i feel like you know playing recording something it's more challenging than like playing live mm-hmm. it's very like you will be able to hear your single mistake you know yes. it's especially like getting the day like if it's towards the end of the day like your energy level is like you know becoming less and less so your playing would not going to get better um but um we did like some recording and then we stopped for a bit for lunch and then energized us again. Yeah. And then it was good. A lot of people were involved as well. Um, my video and photo, like the crew who, who's doing that as well. Um, my family, Um, my husband and also my friends doing the photo and also videos and the album cover was actually from my friend who my roommate used to be my roommate he used to be live we used to be living together here in sydney he is an i think he's an architecture and designer and he is now in indonesia um and i talked to him and he's very nice he's like um I said to him beforehand just make sure like you don't get mad if i say something you know to keep on you know back and forth and oh i i told him what i wanted and he would be like this is what you want right and then i'm like yep exactly that's right exactly yeah so i'm like oh thanks yeah and he's so good his name is edward andrew intan Um, uh, he's in yeah in, in indonesia is very good he's a very good designer
0: I love I love the album. It's really creative. It's it's really cool. And then the uh, the name of it, revisit. Can we talk about a little bit about that? Why is the name revisit exactly?
1: Yes. Yeah, so basically, with that revisit, there is a song in that album called revisit. And the, that song is, actually came when I was um, trying to write a, another tune for the album. And when I was trying to um, write another tune, I was actually just listening. Um, All of a sudden, hearing this melody, um, it's like that melody was in my head all the time. And then when I was just scrolling through my video recorder, like voice memo, um, I actually found that one recording that I was actually already l- singing that particular melody back then in like a few years back or something. And then I was like, okay, that must be something that I'm going to keep working on this tune. So, and then I kept working on it. And then that last, um, that last um, section of revisit was like a different time signature. And it's very good because um, I'm revisiting the songs that I used to have before ages yeah. back and then because that melody is just very catchy everyone who listened to it my mom my um, sister my friends when listen to it and they were like singing it back again i'm like oh yeah. yeah you got it
0: you know it you know it yeah okay so it has a a, a lot of meaning i guess that's exactly what it is which is really really cool but- and then the last thing about the, the last thing about uh, your album how is promoting it i'm just very curious how is promoting the album itself because I'm not really familiar with the process and it sounds a little bit complicated, at least for me. I don't know how it was for you.
1: Yeah, it, it was like quite complicated, but um, I'm pretty grateful that I got um, the help of a friend. Um, um, my friend, Francesca Prihasti, was um, recommending me from some publicists as well. So they're like helping me in terms of this. Um, and I didn't know that, you know, the post-production is just like, you cannot just like, you um, launch it right away you know you have to have like say three months or so before you know leading up to the launch of your single or your album i didn't
0: know that
1: yeah so it's really good that you actually have some plans um so i i did about like two months um i did about two months of like doing um the uh the production So I did the recording and then um, I talked to the publisher and the publisher would um, give me, um, give my music to like an interviewer or like a reviewer um, and help me with that. Um, So yeah. And then leading up to my um, launch, I did like some interviews with like a few radio stations in Sydney. Um, Yeah. Just promoting it. Um, Actually like, a month before my launch you know so a month before I, my launch like I did like all the interviews with the um, radio stations get some review reviewers to review my album and then I did my launch
0: gosh it sounds like a lot of work obviously it is but it's just like I, I'm sure it's all worth it especially that you know right now that's another thing I really want to talk a little bit more about is Academia Music Academy and then also Amanda Gray's creative. Let's just break it down a little bit and talk about Academia Music Academy first, because you are an owner and a founder of the academy. Um, how did it happen, and when did you start uh, that journey?
1: So I actually started in 2012, I think. I already know when I was in high school. Like I actually would write, like um, I would write something, and it's called Academia Music School or something, or Academia Music something. It's, it's going to be academia performing arts or something because I love uh, perform performing arts um I was really inspired by Juilliard school in New York um a yeah. lot of music dance theater like I I was really into that when I was um younger and then um when I was in Australia I did um have um, teaching job with like different companies and at the same time I already knew that I want to open my own one day and then I started when, with with um, you know just drive to you lesson um, home tuition lessons and then I did my teaching I had like my um, own piano at my home um, when I was in living in Chatswood area of Sydney so I did like um, tuition um, studio studio lessons and Now, um, I actually am grateful that we just had a bigger, bigger place back in Chatswood, Sydney, Um, bigger place with three different rooms and we got like a grand piano and an upright piano. And um, I guess like my vision of the music school is not just for like, okay, I'm getting money, you know, or something. It's not just that because my passion of loving of music, you know, music is for fun. Music is for kids, for um, children, like early age children, to learn music, and they need to enjoy their music. They need to enjoy their craft. It's not just um, parents saying, "Okay, you've got to learn this. You have to be good at this." It's it needs to be have that. Um, that um, beginning of the heart of like saying I love music I want to play music sometimes um, during school holidays we did actually um, have jam sessions where everyone can actually mm-hmm. just come in and play music so I want that academia studio to be like the hub and like people can just come in and play music together
0: yeah, maybe one day I can come by and then start playing music too. Cause I I tried a little bit of piano. It's definitely difficult for me since I've never played. But maybe one day I'll just surprise you and just come to Sydney and knock Everyone. on the door and be like, "Hi, can we some play a little bit?"
1: And you can play your saxophone.
0: <laughs> and I can play my saxophone. That was like twenty years ago, but that's all right. Yeah, sure, I sure remember. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: What about what about Amanda Grace Creative? Where did that idea come from, and and how, how how do you have time honestly to manage both of them as well?
1: Yeah, I don't have time. That's pretty <laughs> much it. <laughs> so, um, I actually did, I did it when I was um last year and during pandemic. I was thinking, i like, I want to do something else. You know, I don't really want to stay at home not doing anything. Um, and I love arts. Um, I always do a design and um this is it's like art in different ways i actually design uh flowers you know i i started with like sending bouquets to people's houses but now i've been working for like different stylists different florists as well to gain my experience and had some courses as well and I actually know that I want to do like weddings you know I want to create weddings um so that's my passion I feel like I need to do this otherwise um just different different than music because my life 24 7 is about music now this one is like i i'm already i'm always excited when it comes to oh i'm gonna design this wedding that's awesome you know so that's it um it's still new it's still fairly new but i believe that um in a few years it's gonna go bigger because i've got some brides and bride and groom have like um ordered for their wedding next year as well so it's gonna be good
0: Good for you. Good for you. So it's more like a side hustle, you would say. It's yeah. like something for me, exactly what it is. Like, I do hospitality all the time. I leave and live and breathe hospitality. But also, you know, like this podcast, for example, social media, photography, travel. I can, you know, I put my mind off of work and I think about exactly what I love to do and my passions.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So this is exactly what it is. And with that being said, you know, what would you say are your future plans with the music and and your business as well? Where do you see yourself in the next few months or maybe a few years when it comes to both of them?
1: Yes. So basically, I would like to keep writing new music obviously now that i finished my revisit so i want to keep writing new music and play with other musicians play um with you know new musician new music different format and my love of music um can be transferred to uh, my students at academia um of of course i want um, my Academia Music Academy to grow probably branch out to different suburbs in Sydney. Some of the parents already asked, um, "Can you move?" Um, because we are in the north northern area of Sydney. Um, some of the parents were asking about moving to the western area of Sydney. So hopefully, it can happen um, in any time very soon. Um, so yeah, and also I want to do more bands for band programs for young kids to learn. Um, you know, ensemble, um, learn how to play jazz.
0: And what about what about Am- Amanda Grace Creative? What are your plans with that for the future?
1: Yeah, so I actually just want um, my bride and more brides, bride and groom who's like excited for their wedding um, for next year. And I can create like, you know, bigger, bigger weddings, um, like different design, more modern design in, in terms of like flowers.
0: Awesome. Perfect. And the last question that I have for you, Amanda, is how people can follow you and your journey, either online or, you know, when they're in Sydney, obviously, where where can people find you support your work and how they can find your album? I know it's a lot, but I just want to see that. I want to make sure that people can actually follow your journey, um, especially after
1: what we talked about. Sure. So we can, um, you guys can go to my website. Um, www.amandaswondo.com, so my first and my last name.com, amandaswondo.com, and you will see my gigs, um, my gig list um, when, where I will play next, or you can also follow me on Instagram, on my my personal Instagram, um Yeah, so you will see the updates of my music and um, my my Academia Music Academy instagram as well as amanda grace creative but just go to amanda suando and you probably see the rest
0: you're gonna be able to find it easily yes definitely. definitely awesome amanda great catching up with you this week and then last week as well i know we talked all about you know sydney about coffee shops about the best places to visit and then this week of course about your journey your beginnings the academia music academy your business amanda grace creative there's a lot to unpack, obviously, but I'm glad you were able to share this story. Hopefully, really, really encourage others to either travel or you know just start your own side hustle or start journey with whether it's it's music, maybe it's different types of art or your own business. It's really important. This is exactly what I'm trying to stress out on, on this podcast as well, is just going outside of your comfort zone. Uh, going into that journey that you might really be afraid of, but at the same time, After quite some time, it might be really, really worth it. This is exactly what I'm doing and bringing people from all around the world, making sure that people like you share their story and inspire others, not just to stay at home and do their typical nine to five, but work on their passions and continue just just being awesome. That's what it is. So I really appreciate you being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Awesome, Amanda. Talk to you soon then and have a great rest of your day, okay? Thanks a lot for joining the podcast. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcast, and also let your friends and family know about Journey to Freedom. Also consider supporting me on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash journey to freedom. Patreon is a membership platform that allows you to connect with me on a one-on-one basis. It's a place where I share exclusive content such as personal spreadsheets, traveling tips and advice, and of course, show notes from every single episode. It's a place where you can find a lot of insightful links, files, and so much more. Thanks a lot for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.